play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello and welcome into the Commissioner's Corner podcast. Lug, it is my very honor to be your host this evening. It's Kamish Khan, and joining me this week, as they do each week, it's the big ticket, KG. Bawoo! Bawoo! Leader in the Lug Clubhouse, <laughs> some would say. Kyle George. Kyle, how you doing this evening? Uh, doing fantastic, Connor. Good to hear it. Call of Duty dubs tonight. Yes, Ooh, getting dubs getting tonight. getting some dubs tonight, it sounds like. And you just heard his voice over there. The one and only Agent 011 creeping all around Verdansk and yep. along the Lug as well. Yep. Tyler Bagginsauce. Yeah, Ty, yeah. you feeling good? I've been better. Okay, yeah, you've been better <laughs> because this week's matchup has been a little tough on you. You know, as the noted quote unquote sleeping giant looks like you're going to suffer yet another loss. Um, so, I haven't I'm, woke up yet. I'm excited to see Can when the giant you wakes dig up. It? <laughs> Can you dig it? Is right. I think without further ado, that not a lot of drama. Obviously, we saw the trade deadline come and go in the Lug. Were there any surprising moves to you? It was kind of compared to last year's trade I made deadline a lot of where moves. we saw about 12 different trades. This year's was a little more lax. That being said, Kyle, you just mentioned you made moves, and there are moves throughout the league still to be discussed. Kyle, go ahead and talk about some of the moves you made and how you felt uh, you improved your team along with your opinions of how the teams you transacted with turned out. Well, one of the philosophies that has always kind of stuck with me from our three-time champion, Jack, and while I've critiqued his draft strategy in the past and continue to this day to do, I do think there is one thing he has said that I, I do believe there's some truth to and that the champion of the league typically has a move that is made that just really helps them get over the hump in terms of winning the championship. And so I was kind of trying to do something along those lines. I felt like I, I was a little risky at running back because Miles Sanders kept, keeps getting hurt. And I feel like the foundation of your team is your running backs. And I felt like I'd have been in a bad situation if I got an injury. So I was trying to obtain a running back. Basically, I went about it in a very weird way. Made a trade with Connor at first just to get Jarek McKinnon because I wasn't able to make a trade with Cooper uh, for DeAndre Swift, where I offered him Robert Woods. And he said no at first. Made the trade with Connor, where I gave you Corey Davis for McKinnon to, to get a running. I needed an RB2 that week because I Miles Sanders was out and James Robinson was on by. I know that doesn't really matter. We're just talking about the trades. But... um. Then Cooper texted me back and was like, no, actually, I do want to do that trade. So then I did make that trade with him to get DeAndre Swift and subsequently tra uh, traded McKinnon to Tyler for Brandon Cooks to get another receiver. So I basically just like rearranged my team and added some depth in terms of I wanted more running back depth. So I added another running back and got rid of a receiver. Not that exciting, but I mean, I wanted to like put myself in a better situation to win a championship. And and I think that that you might have done so very well. DeAndre Swift played very well tonight uh, or today and... I think it'd be hard. I'd be hard pressed to question many of your moves right now as you're perched atop the league at six and two. Tyler, uh, you also have been pretty outwardly critical of John Fishback's recent trade deadline move, sending oh, off yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers to myself. Yeah. In return, grabbing Cooper Cup. That being yeah. said, kind of worked out for both teams in the first week. That being last week, where Aaron Rodgers put up 21 and Cooper Cup himself 16 and a half when John mm -hmm. was needing a receiver. Are you still 
feeling somewhat critical of that. That that move happened in the last five minutes of the deadline. Yeah, um, definitely a little clock urgency on both sides to get that one done. So I think I was more critical at the beginning because Cooper Cup hadn't really done anything up to that point. But you can see what happens when LA's on fire with Robert Woods putting up big points yeah, last week, along with Cooper Cup. So I I just think trading away Aaron Rodgers for Cup and Justin Jackson, right? Yeah. Who um, got hurt on the first play of the game today? Uh, which is, it's to just me. brutal, but I don't even think he had to throw Jackson in for that. Or uh, he was just giving away Rodgers, it seemed like, and now he's just rocking Herbert. Um, I don't know. I, I don't believe in Cup as much. I think Aaron Rodgers is consistent points every week, but he believes in Herbert. So who knows? We'll hasn't see hasn't hurt him yet. Herbert's no. been very good, especially and when Cup you look was good, at the fantasy so. lineup. Because guess what? Shocker! Chargers are always losing. Always. You've got a fucking Ducks quarterback. As I your needed starter. them You're bad lose. this week too. Look at Tennessee with Mariota. You're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone say Achilles Smith? Nope, we haven't heard of him either. You're going to lose. Uh, sorry, just taking shots at you. Anyway, I want to dive now into... Wait, oh, there's Kyle, one sorry, more thing ahead. I wanted to say because I need to call out a Lug member. Um, there's one thing that I think it, you cannot do when it comes to making trades at fantasy football, and that is offer somebody a trade. That person accepts a trade, and then you decide not to do the trade. And Randall Tainer did that to me. And do I think... This is a good topic. It, I this like bothers this. and I want your guys' thoughts. This bothered me a lot. Now, I'm not going to argue that the trade Randall made instead of the, the trade with me was better for his team. It was better for his team. But the fact that he offered me a trade and I accepted and was expecting the trade to happen and then he declined or and then like subsequently, you know, hour later, what it was, FaceTimes me is like, no, I'm not going to do that deal anymore. I thought was a little Bush League in terms of <laughs> a fantasy football <laughs> etiquette. And I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. You want me to go, Ty, or you want I mean, to go? He clearly, he was wheeling and dealing, waiting for another person maybe to respond. He probably shouldn't have said, like, I agree. I, that was where he fucked up. Well, he up. offered it to me, too. He said, let's do th- I offered him a trade. He said, "Let's." would you do it th- this uh-huh. trade? And I said yes to that trade. Mm-hmm. Granted, I was like, I'll think about it for a second. And then I texted him again. I was like, yeah, I've decided I'd do that trade. And then he ghosted me and FaceTimed me later saying he wasn't going to do it. So he- I had accepted his offer, basically. Okay, and here's... A couple was uh, an one official que- offer. One question I have: it's, it's, he I mean, said, a text message. He, so. he just it doesn't really matter. But he, did he say, "Would you do blank?" And you said, "Yes." I think or so. Was it I, say, I, I don't remember exactly. Curious, it might have been. It might have been. It, adds, yeah. it, it doesn't really. My answer is going to be the same, I guess, either way. But if he said, "Would you do?" I use that phrasing on purpose too, just to get like, okay, do feel. we have a making? Do we have right. a foundation? Right. Right. And then if it's that, I'm definitely still talking to other people, like for, for sure. sure. Yeah. If he said. I'm in for blank, and then you said yes. I would have felt more like that's a pretty yeah. hard line. Looking back on it, might have been a would you, right. and, and, and that in that case, said, I agree with you, you a little know bit what? more. But Either way, it's, some, it's if good. It's me, good thing to bring up if, though. If it's me, it is a great topic. But that being said, if it's me and Randall, I being in Randall's position, I can't say I wouldn't do the exact same thing if a better offer came. I would all's fair in love and fantasy football. Yes, I mean yeah. like if there's a better offer that comes. I'm gonna be like, sorry, yeah. this wasn't it's business. This wasn't it's, accepted. Yeah. It's a business. <laughs> right. And he if was candid about it. He FaceTimed me and was like, So here's the like thing. Like a man. FaceTime like Jack, a man. I told like Jack about the, He's like, I told Jack about the Paul, deal that we had, and he's like, I think this deal is better between us. And he explained it to me and I agreed with him, so I'm doing that trade. And I respected him for that for FaceTiming me too, telling me face to face. That big is move. a big move. Um, and and I think even if he hadn't, I, I still until it goes all the way through league office, I think once you guys text me and I confirm like, hey, you guys are both in and yes, yes, 
that point, if I haven't like sent it through and in the next two minutes they accept a different one, I'd probably as co- yeah, but you would you would enforce that. Yeah, I would say no, you accepted that yeah. one and it's been through. That being said, because it didn't get like all the way to the final step of also it wasn't accepted on ESPN until it's like accepted on the website. I'm pretty much like yeah. I would argue if it's accepted on the website at that point, even if you haven't pushed it through, there would have to be a pretty damn good reason for why you're overriding that trade. It'd be a good, it'd have to be a good reason, but that's an interesting debate. I I feel like if we need to go all the way down, you're wheeling and dealing with people. Say Connor and I are talking, and Connor's like, let's do this deal. I'm like, yeah, I'll consider it. And then I go to Tyler and say, like, let's do this deal. And me and Tyler have an accepted trade via, via ESPN, yet you haven't approved it yet. I feel like at that point, unless there's some other underlying reasoning as to like maybe the trade's too unfair, like someone's giving away someone for like where one you would overturn because of the value that's being traded among parties. <laughs> like th- there's no, there should never really be a circumstance where it's accepted in ESPN. And then, it, uh, and then you like say, nope, I don't want to do it anymore. It's like, well, you've already made the trade in ESPN. Just, it's too late. Just for 30 more seconds here. And Tyler, I'll let you start on this one. Just to, just for debate sake, say it's trade deadline day, right? And you're, everyone's really wheeling and the right. max wheeling and dealing. And uh, you know, Kyle, you offer me blank for Michael Thomas this year. And I'm like, Sure, let's do it. You accept. And then 10 minutes later, before the commissioners put it through, Tyler says, I'll give you Derrick Henry for the same player. You're saying you're going to, out of principle, say, no, I want the injured guy. I agreed to that despite the best running back. Because I'm thinking of myself, and you guys know me enough to know, I'd probably just be like, no, fuck it. I'm taking the better guy because it's not through on my team. That being said, this is something we need to have decided yeah. by next year because I don't want to be caught in the middle I don't of this. think the trade, like, what? I think you're always obviously free to, you know, initiate a trade in ESPN. When does it if end you, in your mind? I, no, in my opinion, if you have initiated a trade in ESPN and it has been accepted by the other party, you are, as a Lug member, obligated to that trade. To fulfill the unless trade. the Lug votes against it because of the value that's being or like if there's some sort of shadiness going on like that's the only time that should ever be overturned in my opinion tyler well i mean what if someone i'm always afraid of like accidentally clicking accept that's what i'm thinking too but then you got to text like if if you you have the text right away if that happened that would be evidenced via i'm just i'm just saying that too yeah yeah we um, should probably decide this offseason on an official yeah, time will. when a trade is, just right. in case. Because yeah. in my opinion, to your point where it's like, oh, like we've accepted this trade in ESPN, but then it's like this other deal came in. It's a like, home run that's deal. why you don't accept the trade in ESPN until it's like we have texted uh, each other and been like, yes, we agree to this trade. Let's do it in ESPN. And at that point, once it's initiated in ESPN and accepted, it's over unless shadiness and Lug votes against it. Right. I think that's what it should be. It, and Ty, one more question before we dive into the rankings and we'll fly through those is that I want to send to you is how do you feel about the waiver wire currently? Because we've gotten throughout the years, especially only one or two questions this year, but definitely ears perk up about how the waiver wire system works. Yep. That being not so much the rotating order that happens, but more so like, like for example, last week I got a text from Coop because he wanted to play Teddy Bridgewater, right? But someone had dropped Teddy on Wednesday. Couldn't claim him. And if it's within 48 hours of game time, mm-hmm. you can't claim that player and play him. Which, when I reviewed it, I'm like, that's kind of a horseshit rule. Like, why I can't I just completely. play anyone I that's a free agent? Yep, I agree. And then along with that, is Tuesday or Wednesday too late in the week? All that kind of stuff. What do you feel about the waiver wire? Do you feel like it's working out good, or is there room to improve? I think it's worked out to build this foundation of the league that we right. have right now. I think now it's definitely that not broken. We're, it's just- yeah, I mean, I feel like we, we do a fucking 
podcast about fantasy football. We should probably <laughs> things are where they're. We at. should probably break down the waiver wire order and get it dialed next this off season, like to where everything seems right and fair, as efficient as possible. Yeah, I mean, like because if you drop Ted, like Cooper should be able to play Teddy if you want right. to play Teddy. In yeah. That situation. Well, if, you, if he's not I'd, on a roster, should be able to be played yeah, by any yeah. other roster. So I maybe think that's the only thing that's messed up about our waiver wire same, is the that's, timing. That's the main. Yeah. But if it's me. the beginning of the week type of deal where okay, everyone gets to see like for two days before a Thursday game or I whatever. Like that. Then yep. I'm fine with that. The two day situation. I like the lottery system. I just we'll we'll get yeah. into that because there's a kind of right. that. Yeah. Um. Is it? I always feel like we've confirmed this rule, but I never remember. Is it, if you're number one on the waiver list, do you get like all of your waivers through just first one or person? No. Just one person. One. Okay. Yeah. So it goes like just so. Let's clarify it right now. Uh, again, it's okay. It comes up like once a year, but it's. If you're top on the waiver, you get your first selection right. based on priority. If you notice that you're trying to pick up multiple people, you can rank them by priority. Right. You get your first. Then it goes through everyone else's first priority in yep. the Lug. And then if it makes it back to you, you're still at the top. You don't right. move exactly to 10. You know, you're still at the top after we've gone through the league. Right. If your second guy's still there, you get him too. Yep. Or if your second guy is, if you tried to drop, like like earlier, I tried to drop Dak for two quarterbacks in case I didn't get one, then you'll just get your first, you know, the backup right. guy or whatever but it filters through and then if that player's still available at top of priority much like auto draft in the right. in the exactly. Lug yeah. draft it's the exact same okay. as auto I just wanted to clarify cuz no, that's, that's how it should be and that makes sense yeah. yep. all right spend enough time on a little bit of trade deadline and some Lug rules which we will no undoubtedly come back to <laughs> but um let's get into power rankings this week we don't have a guest next week I should have led with this but we're really 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 excited because there's rumors we might have an outside influence on the power ranking someone not in the Lug taking a close examination of what's transpired here it's in 2020 tight. it's tight in the Lug right now it's tight and so it'll be fun to hear from hopefully someone outside of the Lug I'm not going to reveal that name yet because it'll be a fun surprise for everyone so let's just dive into the power rankings as done by all three of us kyle tyler and myself three out of four parts of at underscore the backyard banter if you want to check that out new episode also out this week number 10 this week kyle it's an interesting one because he's fresh off a win so who do we got here we have jack at number 10 um it's interesting because he's four and four, which is not the worst record in this league. Three and five is shared amongst a couple people for the worst record in this league, but we decided to put Jack there. I will start and say that I just, I mean, his team just is not scary to me. Like, the only thing that's scary about his team is Mahomes. And obviously, Mahomes can win you games, as we've all seen before. Um, but just aside from that, obviously, like losing OBJ really hurts. I do think he made a good trade in getting the Joe Mixon-Gio Bernard combo because even when Gio plays for Mixon, he seems to score really well. So his team is much better when they're in the lineup. Obviously, they're on bye this week, so we don't see that right now. Um, instead, he's playing the two backup uh, New England Patriots <laughs> running backs. Uh, and James White and Rex He's Burkhead. basically the Patriots and Kansas City Chiefs this week. Exactly. Um, I don't want to like shit on his team a lot just because I, I I know he's had some bad luck and he is four and four, but I just look at his team and, and I feel like it's the worst and that's like the uh, the easiest way I can put. It. I don't know if you guys disagree or agree, but that's what I see. Um, sorry, yeah, I I I agree. I don't see a lot of hope in this team. Is pretty much what it comes down to. Other than Mahomes and Kelsey, for me, it doesn't doesn't grab my attention. Um, but then again, he ever. W- these let's preface with saying what is it the five through ten spot is all like up in the air and then there's yeah. like a clear I, top yeah, that's four. a good way to, wait, wait, we wait, should wait. preface that before yeah. before that i agree but i think it's four through ten no three through ten yeah the best record t- outside of our top two people who will reveal later are four and four 
Yeah. There's only two people that are six and two. Everyone else is four and four or worse. Uh huh. This league is tight. It's just always like, competitive. Just like last it. year, it's going to come this down to the final week. This is, last year it was the same way. For you sure. guys just yeah. got me so fucking amped because our league <laughs> fucking rocked. Let's it, go, Luke. Yeah, Good job, Luke. It Everyone made it competitive yet fucking again. But Jack, Great you're 10, words. bitch. Yes. <laughs> Good job out there to end it there, Con, do you agree, though? I do. So what I want to say, it's hard being the fellow kind of lower tier teams like being a three and five team Ty can identify. Oh, i'm right there with it's you, hard brother. to critique a team that has one exactly. more win than you <laughs> exactly. right that being said if you're looking at just these final three weeks i like my roster a lot more than jack's right I yeah. mean, if you're and looking kinda, at just the yeah. three-week compass that doesn't mean i think i'm gonna finish of him in the beer mile but i agree with the power ranking right now because right now I think Jack has the worst roster in the league. If you blame him for that or injuries, that's up to you. Um, I'm not even going to answer. I just do you blame him or the injuries? I'm just going to say it one more time. Uh, but you know, I think right now, just purely roster power wise, I, he might even win another game. Seriously, but I am with you that this is the team I have the least amount of confidence in going into these final three or four weeks, if you're right. including this week. It's very possible Mahomes could snag him a win, for sure. Exactly. You could and, do that well, anyway. And I thought uh, one thing I will say is underrated is him pairing as a bad team, pairing Kelsey and Mahomes isn't a terrible idea because you're going for a couple more wins. You're not really going for the championship anymore. But like you saw today, Mahomes to uh, Kelsey was 10 receptions for 150 or 50 something. 50 points yeah. combined between the two. Right. right. And that's huge. 50 points. Yeah. And so it can hurt him at times, the but he'll is, take he gets, those losses, right. the good days, weeks, take a win like right. last week. So I thought it was a sneaky, smart move as a bad team. And as a fellow bad team coming in at number nine as myself, I think a, a sneaky, smart move was grabbing Aaron Rodgers because, man, do I feel better with him at the helm. Um, I don't. This week is just like last week versus Tyler. Me and Randall are going to come right down to it. And as the two teams very much in the heat of the beer mile, this is a obviously colossal week. Yeah. That being said, it's also a colossal week because whichever team out of myself and Randall win, there's an outside shot still for the playoffs, which would be a very fun story a la David's glass slipper last year where you kind of start really slow and come all the way back. Mm -hmm. And so I'm... Slightly excited. There's that room for all the three and five teams. Let me get yep. that out there. But the league's so close that six and six is going to get it done in this. this it might. Yeah. It might. Well, <laughs> and especially sure. if you're looking over in, I believe it's the Beyonce division, my division, the yeah. bad yeah. division. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're in the upper. I'm in the bad division. Yeah, Beyonce. Okay. Beyonce's the bad division. Yeah. I mean, the Cooper's leading right now at four and four, and he he looks like he could win this week. Could lose to Derek. Then we've got. Four and five leading a division, right. possibly. <laughs> and, and remember, the, NFC. the division leader gets in, so that could open up a ton of things. So yep. I, I'm very excited. I don't think my team <laughs> I is. I love it. I don't think my team's the strongest. And I the the most unfortunate part about this week for me in the live update is I think I would have this win sealed up because Tyreek 27 and a half, Aaron Rodgers 28, Evan Ingram 12 and a half, but then David Johnson concussion in the first series, Justin Jackson. Zero points, hurt on the very first play of the game, Ugh. and he didn't even get a touch. It was blocking, Ugh. and he got hurt. Didn't come back in the game. So that's brutal. That two sucks. players are that's out. That's awful. But but my spirits are still high because we have the return. You have M. of the fifth pick, <laughs> Michael Thomas. If I lose this week, and it's because he has like three and a half points. Put me on suicide watch. <laughs> Put me on it. Uh, let's move on to number eight with that one. It's my opponent this week and our defending champion, Randall Tainer. And Tyler, I want to start with you here. Randall Tainer made a huge move for Lamar Jackson uh, and James Conner. I thought Randall was doing everything perfectly to build himself yeah. a contender. 
He basically grabbed everyone that was good in the first six weeks, and it uh, hasn't panned out the way we thought it might. What are your thoughts looking at Randall's roster here as we are, himself and I are engaged in a battle yeah, here? Yeah, I think nine. he's... He has a lot of potential for explosion also. He has a lot of guys who can put up big points, but those are also risky type of players. Randall could bust at any moment, some R- would He say. could bust at any moment. Hopefully, after the Lou gets finished. <laughs> um, hopefully and some blue balls in his, of his, in his near future. But, um, no, I... I the. I don't know. What, what do, we, do we think his wide his wide receivers are strong to me, at least strong enough? Kyle, or sorry, no, I no, didn't no. mean to cut you off. I was going to just pass that to Kyle. Uh, some of his wide receivers are players you've had your correct takes on, as we know. Kyle's the guru of wide receivers this season. It's yep. been backed up if you listen to the tape. Allen Robinson and I believe you mentioned Terry McLaurin yes. early too. Those are uh, the two. both have been just fantastic during the season and again this week. Yeah, I mean, Robinson had an 11 and a half, seven catches, 81 yards. Always a great week. Kind of his average. If he had a touchdown, it'd be an amazing week. Um, and McLaurin had seven catches or 115 yards in a TD with 20 and a half on his bench, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> that's a, I mean, when you have Thielen and Keenan Allen, that's a tough one because it's like you have four really good receivers, hence why I thought he should have dealt Allen Robinson a uh, different storyline um, back to the trades. But no, Randall's, like, Randall's team is is okay. I mean... I, it it looked like to me. I look at his team, and I wouldn't have guessed like it, it's a three and five team after eight weeks. Um, I would guess a little bit better, but um, unfortunately, he's he's th- down there, and he could lose this week, right? He could. I mean, me, and, me yeah. and him are in a slugfest right yep. now. Yeah, I'm projected to win by seven, but being down going into your final two players, I don't feel good. You know, uh, it's that kind of game where I'm, I'm projected to win, but I don't trust that projection yet. Ty. Are we nervous about his running backs with James Connor splitting carries? Oh no, sorry. No, he 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 if splits anything, with, What's that? So if anything, I I think Randall's the team I'm most shocked to see at the bottom because I think he just got better too late. He made all his best trades. Too I mean, late. you know, Randall's kind of in my tier of like kind of a bat, uh, not a tough trade partner, not exactly yeah. the easiest, maybe not always the most fair. That's the, you just got to wear it. But he he did what he needed to do, and I think when I look at his roster now, if this would have been the team he started with. I would expect him to be six and two, maybe. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I don't get why people gave Randall a lot of these players. I get David with the McCaffrey thing. I don't get the James Conner Mixon handoff from Jack. I don't get it because, especially the Bengals were playing last week with Mixon out and then a uh, bye this week, so it's two weeks off. Where you have James Conner, who's actually been pretty dang consistent uh-huh. if you look at his number this week. You know, Jack played it right. James Conner, three points. So I guess I shouldn't be talking. That being said, I think I'm shocked looking at the names on Randall's roster. Even, I, I agree with that. Even with it, right. Allen Robinson, maybe not the guy you think like, oh, I'm going to pick in the fourth I round. Mean, but this year, he should be way up in your receivers like Kyle's yeah. mentioned all year long. And the fact that Randall hasn't snuck out, even five and three makes more sense than three and five for Randall's team to me. Yep, yep, so, I agree. Although I hope to bury his ass this week. I'm shocked to see him down kind of in contention for the mile. Um, let's move right along to number seven, a guy we have admittedly, I think we got to wear this, we've been shitting on, especially for his trades, and I think he deserves to shit on us at this point because Derek Sanger, congratulations, you are putting up a hell of a fight. Uh, three and five, unfortunately, but a lot of that because of his early season struggles. He could be in trouble this week, Ty. I think, but, yeah, no, I think we have under our... He should be above me for sure. But he's put up these last three weeks big points every week. And with the players I see on his squad right now, I think he could be in potential for maybe sneaking into the playoffs if he can sneak out this swing win against Cooper this week. 
Um, but no, I, I I really like what Derek's got going on. I like his Kyler Murray trade. We got to give him props there because he did get shit on by the Luke, but we had him on to um, protect her. Um, Defend him. Step up. Yeah, to step up for himself. Um, I think Derek has potential for playoffs for sure. Kyle, uh, the one thing about Derek's season is, again, I, I'll mention it again. We've given him a lot of shit about his trades, and I'm not even going to say those trades have worked out all the way for him, but I do want to point out one that we especially gave him a hard time for was Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and that has been beautiful for Mr. Sanger. Yep. Um, Mr. Rocks. <laughs> Mr. Rocks. Excuse me. I, I, I like his last name, too. I, I get addicted to both. But for Mr. Rocks, that's been massive. Um, do you think maybe we're overlooking Derek's prowess, or is he getting lucky with some of the ways his scores are coming out? <laughs> it's a tough question because yeah. Melvin's been tough. His roster makes you think he's getting lucky. His consistency in what he's doing makes you think it's prowess. I think so, it's a little like, bit of both. And I think there's both in this because I think the Lamar Jackson trade, I think the reason why me in particular gave him a hard time about it. I did it, too. I, I did. Um, I just really like giving up on a former MVP seemed weird to me, especially on a good team. Like especially that. one that can run and throw. Right. And I'm not saying Kyler can't do that. And the Cardinals are actually, can they, they can't. And he's, <laughs> the Cardinals are actually not doing terrible this year. They're actually pretty good. Um, it may have been like, Maybe I did, my mindset was just a little bit set on Lamar last year, and I wasn't like being that I don't have Lamar or Kyler and have really paid attention to him as much fantasy wise this year. I may have not just like done enough research and, and just you know reacted off gut reaction, and I'll admit I was wrong on that because Kyler has been fantastic. So good for I, you, Derek. I'll, I'll apologize. Yeah. And I think we should all give Derek a quick shout out because I think we've all maybe underestimated him a little bit. Shout out, Derek! Great job. If you even managed to win against this week in Cooper. Expect another shout-out next week because you are well in position for the playoffs, my I, friend. I mean, it's Cam Newton really going to make up this gap, boys? 16 and a half. It's close. It's right on the edge. Know. It's going to be a fun that. game to watch. It's gonna <laughs> they be are, they're playing the Jets is the thing. Yeah, but are they going to get a lead in the second quarter and then just run the ball the rest of the game? Well, Cam let's hope not because I'm playing against run. Damian Harris, so let's really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to number six. Ty, you mentioned you thought yeah. Derek should be ahead of you, so I want to let you explain. You've been, quote-unquote, not your own words, and I want to make that very clear. You have not done this to yourself but you do have the label as our sleeping giant that refuses to wake up um, how are you feeling as we all i think can acknowledge you have the most talented three and five team maybe the league's ever seen maybe i don't know but how how are you feeling i i feel like derek gets, should be above me just because he's been putting up numbers and i haven't he's winning i mean he, like yeah. not that sounded dickish but and because I, he's it doesn't matter how good it looks like right. my two my running backs didn't do shit for me this week so um, it's been tough. I've made a couple bad decisions. Like I get, I should have played Will Fuller, McKinnon, and of course scored a touchdown on the last play <laughs> of the know, Green Bay so of the Thursday night game. Um, I don't know. It's just it's been tough. Every I, it seems like everyone I end up facing that week like puts up a career day. <laughs> it, it, but I'm I'm sure it seems like that for everyone who's who's losing. So. Um, I, I think know. I still have potential with with my guys. I, I still believe in them. I, I think I have solid running backs, solid enough receivers, a decent tight end and a good quarterback. I don't but I just they just haven't seemed to put it together like at the same time. So I don't know what you guys think. Maybe I'm just my receivers aren't or what they're just all average enough, you know. There's nothing like special at my receiving core. Granted, Diggs and Diggs has been solid for me, but I don't I don't know. My running backs were poor for me this week, which was brutal. I, Fair. I, I mean, all I have to say, I, I mean, I think you're. <laughs> it's funny because I think you're right, 
about your team that it's you shouldn't be three and five. We've said it. I every still have week. the third most points scored in the league, which doesn't matter. I, I don't think you and actually, I don't think you've made that shit. many mistakes. I deserve shit for that though because. That's all Paul said last year, and I hammered him on yeah. that for saying he was like the second most. And one point I was going to say is, y- y- I know you think you've had the worst luck in the league, but you're actually down to you're the middle of the pack points. Middle against. of the pack points against. You're yeah. fifth in but, points against. Yeah, everyone just has a luck. little bit more than me each week. Though. Right, <laughs> like I'm no, putting up solid weeks. It is bad luck, <laughs> except and for this I just one. Don't I don't agree with you that you've made mistakes. I think you've gotten kind of boned in. The fact the fact that you're only three and five again, you much like Randall should probably if even if any team should be six and two, it should be yours. That being said, I'm not giving you the sleeping giant label this late. I mean, no. not anymore. No. That's dead at this point. You're I, not a sleeping giant with three games left. Right. Or... <laughs> I I would be still if you end up running the beer mile, I will one thousand percent attribute That'll, that I you've had cry. the least lucky okay. uh, fantasy season of all That's time. That's fair. That's fair. The good news is you would need every other team to beat you because you won't lose a points against battle. Yes. So that's good. Yes. Uh, or points for, yeah, excuse yeah, yeah, me. Points four, yeah. Very, very big clarification. That is points four for the beer mile. Great. Just like, just like playoff seating. I've been thinking about this cause I'm in the weakest position, but I have to own it. It's points four. I have the least, so everyone should be fine right now if we tie, but it's points four. Points four for the beer mile, just like it would be for the playoffs or anything else. It's points four because that's your team, your roster, what you put up. Sweet. Let's move on. Number five, John Fishback. John was our guest uh, last week. Sorry again that we skipped last week, by the way. John was our guest, though, on our most previous episode and gave us shit because we hadn't moved him above eight all year. He deserves some... Did he give himself one last that week? He put himself way too high. (laughs) 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 It's just hard to say. It's like one or two. Oh, no. Were were you here? Yeah, you're on the phone. He put him at like three or four. It was was way too high. Oh, no, yeah. It was you and David and then... That being said... We've underrated him every other week, so maybe he deserves a little uh, evening out. But what do we think about John's team here? Sitting at number five, obviously a huge loss. Traded Kelsey and now loses Kittle. He went for the two tight end strategy. We said it was risky. Now he's back I to his boy. I don't think we can <laughs> claim that we saw this coming, what happened to his roster. But no, the time you just mentioned it, he's back on his bullshit with his boy, <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, and shocker in 2020 I, I was wrong about fantasy football again I said boys. I didn't trust Gronk he's emerged the last three weeks <laughs> emerged he's and been great John came in talking all the shit about the tight ends right guys and why would you tr- then go and trade the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey he's talking shit to, to build the value <laughs> I know yeah. but why not trade Kittle you know Kelsey is I mean Kittle got hurt so that's mm-hmm. fucked up but why would you not keep a guy like Kelsey he valued Kittle really high I, I offered some things for Kittle and everything I, okay, I maybe he valued him, him differently. I than might me. have undershot Kittle for what he was, but he valued him just as high as Kelsey. Oh, like okay. it was almost the exact same. Okay, in John clearly because he wasn't. A, yeah. oh. It was close. I didn't offer him the best stuff, so I can't take mm-hmm. my thing as the bar. But I could tell by our talks that that wasn't. It definitely wasn't like a flex player yeah. with Kittle. I'll okay. back him because like I was in the same boat last year. I had two tight ends, and I thought I was going to be able to make a trade pretty easily for both of them, but. I, I, John is right in that this league does undervalue the best tight ends, it seems like, a little bit. Uh, but then again, it's like, if I was making a trade for a tight end, that's a lot of risk, right? You're basically banking on one player in your roster panning out for the rest of the season without getting hurt because you're probably not going to have a backup for them. That's going to be able to put up the same amount. Um, you won't have a backup to put up the same amount as a Kelsey or Kittle. So what you're giving up is going to be 
you're going to lose depth is the bottom line, but you are going to be getting a position that most teams don't have a very good player in. So you would essentially be giving yourself an advantage every single week, no matter who you're playing, unless you have a Kittle-Kelsey matchup. So like that's where it just depends on what the individual owner values. Do they want that one person that gives them that advantage, or do they want the depth? And I kind of agree with John in the fact that like we do undervalue them also that, like Kelsey he said was running back six and wide receiver five this year or four. It's an absolute beast. It's beast. And Kittle, if he had played most of his games at the standard production, would be almost near the same. And if that's your flex, I mean, now you're saying basically I have two top 10 receivers I'm playing as my tight end and flex, and I get to play with two more receiver slots. So I get where John's coming, and there's no way you can blame the Kittle outcome on him when he's been banged up already six out of eight weeks and now eight more weeks. We have to mention Kittle and Saquon being out for your squad and still battling is... For sure. He's had an impressive season. We've given John not enough credit also for losing Saquon. I mean, that's way worse than losing Michael Thomas for me. Thomas is coming back. Saquon's done, and John's four and four. So he deserves some credit, and we've hopefully given him a little bit by moving him up to five. Unfortunately, he couldn't ascend the mountaintop that is number four in Paul Sheffield, (laughs) our recently married man, um, along with taking care of a household. He's still managing a fantasy football lineup, shockingly, (laughs) and doing quite well. Um, Paul, right in the heat of the playoff hunt. We have him at number four here, Kyle, and he's had a strong week against John Fishback, who we just talked about with 109. It looks like he could edge out a win there, which would be absolutely massive for Team Sheffield uh, playing against, uh, we have to mention John's name, in the SpongeBob fund. Look at me, I'm married. <laughs> uh, I think that was pretty good. But uh, <laughs> Paul, going back to Team Sheffield, I really like how he's stuck with that very generic name. Kyle, Paul came at your throat in the group text this week. Yeah. <laughs> we got to start there. I mean, it, it, it was funny because I wasn't even talking fantasy. I was talking about the Atlanta Falcons. And the fact that they have three wins, I'm really excited about that because <laughs> they get to play the two best teams in their division twice, and there's a shot for the playoffs. It is not over for the Atlanta Falcons. Is it a long shot? Yes, boys, but it's possible. Uh, and then he decided to just tell me that I'm a joke in the playoffs again which i just uh, I, I think it's weird boys like i get the fancy football drama and like you're trying to be funny and it, it is what it is oh kyle's um, heated and no i'm not <laughs> heated i think and it is funny i'm not saying trying to be funny it is funny but i think it's just funny when he's the biggest shit talker when he literally just doesn't make the playoffs ever so it's Ooh. like it's it seems weird where it's like oh go choke in the playoffs again but i'll just be down here not in the playoffs and i'm the one talking shit it seems like it should be the reverse and that's why it's kind of funny we're all laughing right now so it well, is funny yeah. but he, he has half a championship so I don't. I mean, he's openly admitted to us verbally that he said he, we could put Joey's name hey, on the trophy, if and if, then you know we can debate it all night. The asterisk says what it says to you. Yeah, all right. I mean, there's an asterisk on the trophy, and that says what it says to you. Connor, if you if if someone else drafted <laughs> a team for you and they won the championship, would you feel good about that? Would you feel good going to bed at night? The asterisk says what it says, <laughs> and the league will speak. It's on up it to themselves. you to interpret what it I'd means. Like to plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, the asterisk is on the trophy. You get to determine. No, but to Kyle's point there, I do think something I've noticed is Paul starts talking a little more shit at other owners when he's a little nervous about his own roster. I think when he's or when he knows he's getting a win in a certain week, but, but because well, of notice, course. notice when of course I said when you're getting a win when but. I responded with like, oh, but uh, I'll be rooting for John or whatever this week, and you won't make the playoffs. Notice how he didn't say anything back. He realized that John still had like four more players to go, <laughs> and it's like, oh shit! Now I, if I start talking shit, John comes back to win. I'm the idiot here. Now he'll probably send something because John seems looking like it's not going to win because his, Herbert didn't have the best game. Basically, the players that were going to play didn't end up panning out. But I do. Th- I think you're right in that he only shit talks when like 
there's some sort of additional benefit for him, not so, when he's nervous. Do you want to predict that Paul will say something yes. before the end of this? Yes. And then, before we release this And then this the Lug will be able to know that this will happen because Paul is that predictable. I, I like mean, that. Would, Ty, would, I like that Would any of us be shocked? I, I mean, I, I could see him not sending a text. He's cause Sometimes he's a humble guy. Some, I think what yeah. he's going to send next <laughs> is... <laughs> let's, this is a fun prediction because it's fun, Paul, yeah. because so we know he's going to send something. Also, I think what he's going <laughs> to send next is not to Kyle. It's just going to be his thing this year, which he has a thing every year. This year, it's he sends the GG, the good game thing, uh-huh. I think yeah. is what that means. Yeah. It's a it's a Twitch thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think he's just going to send game good game, the GG thing. To David, and that's gonna more be meant for Kyle, I think. Though, like I think, yeah, it'll be like a, it'll be like a. Like, is he gonna say? <laughs> yeah. Like, is he gonna Sub-tweet. say anything? You think he's gonna say something? I, I mean, honestly, if I, as a betting man myself, I'm not a great betting man, but I, as a betting man, I would put money on yes, him saying something. Um, you want to? So, yeah, I'm gonna say yes. He's going. I want to know what's something funny for the Lug also is that Paul's gonna probably be the first dad out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. I mean, I mean, I would hope again, it's not if I'm me. A betting, <laughs> if I'm a betting man, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say you just threw out some bad juju to a lot of yeah. people in the loop there. That's well, true. not bad. I mean, Text just Megan if you're not right now. a kid, it's not the best juju. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree. He'll be a great dad. He too. is going to be a great dad. Yeah. Uh, you can already. Do you think his Paul. kid's going to have a mustache out of the womb? Yeah, Paul had uh, <laughs> armpit hair before any of us. His <laughs> kid's sure. definitely going to hit puberty first. Yeah, even right. without the age. Wait, track. we didn't even sure. talk about his fantasy team. Let's get back <laughs> on Paul's fantasy team here. Uh, okay, so Paul's fantasy team. I think Paul had kind of a team to beat early on in the season, but because of how the league's kind of shaped out, I think he's been forced to make a lot of adjustments, and I think he's done a good job hanging in there during those adjustments. Finding a guy like Lockett, who had probably his worst game of the season, still got six points, four catches, 40 yards. Edward Solaire has been fine even with Bell. I mean, he's still going to be kind of out of the split their lead. Yeah. And then Josh Jacobs has been one of the steals of the draft. Even tonight when he was lightly used, still managed to score a touchdown in 12 and a half points. Antonio Gibson was a, a player. I don't know why Derek. Go ahead, Kyle. I was just going to say one thing to note is Paul's four and four, right? And we've mentioned, we've outlined many times that from three or what was it? Three, three or four to, three th- to through ten. 10 is really close. It was, it took a Tyler Lockett 45 and a half points to beat me two weeks ago. Tyler Lockett has since put up five and six. Granted, Tyler Lockett, great receiver, top 10 receiver this year, not shitting on him. Just saying, like, he could easily be in that beer mile discussion right now, where it's like, mm-hmm. if if he didn't have an, an insane outlier performance, then again, I'm sure there's other scenarios that have happened this year. I don't want to, you know, single out this one instance, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth noting, right? So It is do, worth noting. So where do we put him, I guess, and we have ranked him fourth, which is clearly higher above all the other teams, but do we think he's going to out, or he's going to outplay the three and five teams the rest of the year? I... I I, that's it. I think he's sna- uh, snagged uh, f- uh, enough early wins, and it looks like he might snag another this week too, where he'll be out of that contention. Yeah, I think so. Too. You know, like I the f- so like the flip side of Randall or Tyler, even. Yeah. When there's three and five teams who shouldn't be there, I think there's decent teams that could have gone the other way too. Right. Totally. Paul, Paul this year received the benefit of the doubt, and other years he definitely has not. You know, obviously, For sure. none of us. Everyone I didn't has need to flipped. like single it out. No, or you did. I just you wanted did. to bring up another I'm just discussion. Saying, the point, way I yeah. view it is like. I agree with the takes. That being said, there's always going to be those three teams that almost flip records from what their roster should be. Yeah. And Paul's the team that got the good end of the stick this year, but it's going to happen every year. He just got sure. his luck this year in terms of yep. kind of and and I'm going to get a beer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good call. And again, his team 
is good enough to be in the position to win each week. So that's another important factor. But Kyle, you're right. I mean, there's definitely been some of the fantasy luck that you need to avoid the beer mile involved in Paul's season. Right. That as we move forward, you know, three through 10, I think that's the case for all of us until you get to the top two there. And at number three, I will, see- I think he's going to make the playoffs though. Tyler's not here. So I won't move on to number three. We shouldn't move on. To number okay, three yet. Right. But I, I will say my take for Paul's team is I think he's going to make the playoffs. And the reason why that's weird is because though, I think the winner of the Beyonce division, the weak division is going to get in, but I don't think anybody else in that division is going to get in because you right. said the sub, the last two spots can be anybody. Yeah. So I think it'll be either me and David, depending on who and finishes, you know, it will be you and David. It'll be one of us two. And that division i think paul could sneak that last playoff spot in our division because yeah. i actually do think he's got a pretty good team so i i will say i think he's he's making it i don't doubt that at all and again i think that almost comes down to what tyler mentioned about those early season wins obviously we had thought paul was going to be one of those top contenders i think and he's still anyone in the playoffs can win we've seen that time and time again but um having to compete for a playoff spot is not something i saw in paul's future back when september but at this point, I agree with you. It's going to be tough for anyone in the Beyonce division to go ahead and pull through and take that fourth playoff spot. Uh, Especially when you factor in points for and stuff like that. Well, I guess Paul's, Paul's right around the third yeah. worst yeah. scorer in the league. Oh, okay. I didn't. He's yeah. fallen mm-hmm. even behind John Fishback. So then, yeah, well, I shouldn't have said even, but I'm just saying like John was third last week. So there's been a flip flop recently as well. And now that ties back, let's move on to number three here, which is Cooper Sprunk, a guy who, along with our uh, one of our top two has just developed so nicely as a fantasy player and continues to show that um, throughout the 2020 season. Maybe I hyped him up too much because he's been dropping like a bad habit recently uh, in terms of the standings. That being said, the emergence of Devonte Adams back into his lineup makes Cooper a scary team. Tyler, imagine if he had Julio Jones. <laughs> it drives me nuts to this day. Did they, that, that what, what, what was happened. it? To what David. To I, David. I don't, I, don't, I don't really remember what the exact trade was. That's what David but needs, another he, star. For some reason, someone, I think it was Jack when he was on the podcast, was trying to say, like, I've had Devontae and Julio in the past, and, like, they just get hurt a bunch. It's like, dude, when they are healthy, they are the best receivers in football. Like, like top five. Whether or not, we won't argue ones and twos here, but top five receiver in football, both of them, and you had both of them in your lineup. And, and they're very one. much the same player, to your point, of, like, they they will miss games. Oh, he got Todd Gurley right. for it. That's right. Todd Who's Gurley. also been good. He's Gurley's been, been good. He has been good. I, I you're right. You're right. If you're you right. look at the score since they've traded, I bet you Gurley's actually outscored. And if him, if Cooper just, didn't have Gurley, he'd be ass at running. Yeah, back. that's yeah. a good point. Actually, Todd Gurley's top ten running back. I I, so. I got to put a hand up. That's on me. I forgot he got Gurley for that, which has worked out as well. Yeah, it's, it's true. just hard uh, to imagine a better pairing than Adams and. Julio Jones, but Gurley has been as productive. Ty, when you see Coop's team, obviously the trade deadline's passed, so he can't hurt himself anymore. <laughs> um, I'm as, he's, as we've seen in past years, no offense, Coop, but he seems set up to make a run at the playoffs for sure, obviously, yes. leading the Beyonce division right now. Do you see him sustaining that positioning going forward, or are we seeing yet another year of Coop's strong start and Falling out late. Well, I'm kind of worried about a guy like Zeke, who's a star, who he mm-hmm. needs to play well on a shit-ass Cowboys team, um, falling off and not being able to put up big points for his team overall. Cam Newton, New England's kind of is playing horrible also. I could see them playing Stidham at some points, you know, and then he yep. doesn't have a backup on his bench. Um, the running back depth, uh, I tr- Jonathan Taylor's been 
I don't know. Has he been better this year, Kyle? Like, or has he just been average? Uh, he's, he's been average. He's Let's see what he's at right now. He's the running back 23 right now, according to ESPN, which isn't bad. He's on the verge of an RB2, basically. Yeah. Cooper's had him in his flex most okay. of the year. If he's on the so verge, that's If he's not your bad. flex and he's, and he's in your mix at uh-huh. running back, like your top three, I think that's a really good pickup. I think he's arguably... I'm trying to think of all the rookie running backs. If Jonathan Taylor may be the best, it's probably between him and Edward Tolaire. Um, other than that, I don't think many of the bills rookies, Zach like Moss. Zach Moss hasn't been anything. Rams haven't done this nothing. Year. Cam Makers didn't pan out because of injuries, and uh-huh. they have a rotation. So, but, I mean, he he guessed right, I guess. Uh, DeAndre Swift's another one who's been you know probably pretty similar to Jonathan Taylor. Uh-huh. So he got and he had both of them on his team at one point. So he's gotten the rookie running backs right. Um, but I th- yeah, I. I I think Coop's making the playoffs. I think he's going to win that division. I think he, yeah, he's definitely good enough too. He's yeah. he's relying on Justin Jefferson and Robbie Anderson though, along with Robbie's Devon. been good. I know, I know. I tried to get him for like five yeah. straight weeks Robbie's during been the play good. trade deadline. <laughs> that era. is something I not would I expected myself uh, to say this. Robbie year. and what was Curtis Samuel right for, or is it DJ, DJ Moore? Moore that's on been John's good. Team. Yeah, yeah. No, those Panthers receivers have been nice. Uh, and Justin Jefferson's r- really good. It just depends yeah. on Kirk Cousins really because you look at the. Compl- or the pass attempts. For he wasn't receivers. good when I dropped him, though. <laughs> no. Yeah. DJ, or, uh, sorry, uh, Justin Jefferson is the DK Metcalf of last year, where he's like shows flashes of being insanely good, but never really was consistent enough to play the fancy life. And then I think next year is just going to be insane. Well, it depends on the fucking and on Kirk Cousins because they have Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Like give Dalvin like the most receptions anyone has on that team is three. You go to any other team, it's like nine for Keenan Allen or something. Right. Like but up and it's not even it's no one's fault. It's just Dalvin Cook is so damn good. Yeah. Right. Um. So that's the only thing I worry about there. Uh. But I think Coop's got a solid team as well. Uh, Robert Woods is very good too. I forgot about that good bench player for yeah. sure. Yeah. And even so. though a lot of his players, like you mentioned, Tyler, are kind of on, you might call them bad team. You know, teams that are probably not going to be competing for a playoff spot at least they are still the number ones for those teams and as long as they don't shelf them for a fake injury or something like that they should still be getting targets because you gotta you gotta have you have a reputation uphold when you're an nfl player uh, or coach you know in the same like let's go to number two here and kg we're gonna let you take this one because it is your team i guess one interesting note you've been one or two all year and being two is nothing to scoff at but it is one of the first weeks it feels like in a while where you haven't been number one I, I could be wrong on that I just am used to seeing your team atop are you starting to get pretty nervous about I mean there's nerves in any fantasy football matchup but with David's team really emerging in that one spot where's your head out being kind of our leader in the clubhouse throughout most of this 2020 season so far I feel like I, I'll try and sustain myself from talking about David's team too much right here because we're obviously going to get to him in a second. But yeah, I think more I, your outlook. Like, in, in are you general, starting to get more nervous? In or? general, I think David's team has surpassed me as the most talented team on paper in terms of fancy. Um, but that that said, I still feel obviously really good about my team. Um, I've been having to deal with some injuries recently, which is not fun. Miles Sanders has been missing a lot of time. Ridley obviously had the foot injury, so he's now missing his second straight week because he got it hurt super early in last game. Right. And then Chris Goblin keeps dealing with injuries over and over again. So some of my best players are, are a little shaky. You don't want that going into the playoffs, which I'm expecting my team to be in. I I mean, assuming I get this the win against Jack this week, I think I pretty much locked myself a playoff position. Um and I and I think it, matching my team against any other team in this league, I definitely think I have a chance to win no matter right. what. Um, but I do think if I was matched up against David's team, especially for two weeks, and that's where I think 
David's team, when we'll, I'll talk about that more when we get there, but his team is so dangerous in a two-week matchup because he has so many superstars. But with Russ at the helm, I do think I can overcome any team in this league in the playoffs, so I feel like I've put myself in a good situation to have a chance again. And Tyler, if you're in Kyle's you know, kind of spot, are you starting to think, not that there's much you can do now that the trade deadline's passed, but are you clicking into playoff mode of some sorts, or is it still week by week as you end the season? We've seen you obviously be a contender in the playoffs before, so I'm wondering when you're kind of the toast of the league, when your mindset starts switching to, okay, you know, this is my chance to bring home the Yarby yet yeah, again. I mean, <laughs> the, Yarby, it, the best trophy in the world. It is the best trophy in the it world. Um, I think what's nice, which if you end up being 7-2, and two, you can just, these next couple weeks, if you wanted, like just play the guys who are um, playing worse defenses because you have all the options in the world. Like if you just play matchup, matchup, if you just went matchup based and see what happened rather than playing like a guy who you think might be better or something and just being like, Oh, okay, that actually kind of works. And then maybe they can do that. Or, or maybe you go the opposite and play all your gut feelings or whatever, you know, you're you're just able to play with a lineup and that, and you're not worried about like, Oh, I got to make the right plays or else I'm fucked this week. Right. Right. We're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, For for real. (laughs) Um, I think that's pretty much, well, that's not the only benefit. Other, than, I mean, you're going to be in the playoffs, but it, it's definitely an advantage. I agree wholeheartedly. I was, I, I just echo what Tyler said. I think what it does is it lets you build confidence in some of your bet, bench options. So in the playoffs, or maybe lose confidence in certain or lose, yeah, which is way, good in a way. Either right, way, you yeah. get to try some things because, like, there's guys on my bench I I want to play, but I just won't because I'm like I got to trust the big guys right now, right? The guys with yep. the big names. That if you're one of those top teams, David Kyle, especially mm-hmm. kind of the main two, you can try things and then maybe in the playoffs it's like, you know, I actually I actually kind of like Adam Humphreys in the slot for uh-huh. Tennessee against a bad defense. You know, that's a really obscure one for right. a playoff matchup, but you get kind of what Tyler was saying there, and I agree completely. I think it just allows you to build confidence in guys that you're probably not already very confident in. Yep. And, and I think lastly that brings us to I've already said this once, but the toast of the league this year, this week, it's David Walser. I think we've been talking about, you want to talk about a sleeping giant, Ty, no offense, but <laughs> this guy's just been sitting with all his stars on the bench from on IR. And still winning games. And still winning games. Now, back at full force, we got to see a, a amazing performance out of David's roster, the roster he's worked very hard to assemble. Dalvin Cook goes off for 37. Christian McCaffrey, 31 on his own right. Ten catches today. Nick Chubb still sitting on the bench ready to come back in a week or two. He had five guys put up 115.5 points. <laughs> he still got four players left to play. He's got 115 <laughs> points. So I guess, and, and I want to start with Tyler, just obvi- for obvious reasons. Ty, to you, has David now become the class of the Luke for 2020? I think he just had a he just had a big week this. Oh, you week. think it's one week? No, 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 no. I'm, he's he's going to be the top two. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think they're Kyle and David's team are more comparable than we were just mentioning. Maybe it was easy to splooge on yes, David's team especially, this week. Um, a thirty-seven and thirty-one is not going to happen, despite how uh-huh. good your team is. Every but week, it is though. it is very encouraging seeing a guy like McCaffrey first week back put up thirty-one against KC. And that's a, and obviously because they're a solid team. And then Dalvin Cook putting up back-to-back weeks of four touchdowns. Or no, not four touchdowns, but like 30-plus points as a fantasy player. Um, he's been in love with T. Higgins, who's on a bye this week. He's yeah, a he's great plug-in player. Higgins has been good. Nick so good. Chubb's on the bench as a solid. Uh, oh, he... He just he plugged in Latavius Murray last minute on me. If he's not already beating me by enough, this fucking <laughs> dickhead. The night the game 
David, you sly son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you, you had Crowder in the whole week, and then I'm just seeing this. You, you pull him out and put in Latavius Murray. What is that going to do? Probably nothing, but it makes me know that he's still like putting the pedal to the metal yeah, like he's on saying, my bitch you, ass, I'm burying and you I'm out. mad about it. And it's not. It's his birthday too. We should we should bring that up. That is true. We should have started what? there. Happy birthday. We should have started the podcast there. Happy birthday, David. Yeah, happy you birthday, are an David. absolute yep. legend. It was Kyle's recently too. Kyle's yes, yesterday. Luke we birthdays. probably should have mentioned both yep. Luke birthdays. I'm sure we've also though forgotten to mention yeah, sure. a lot of the <laughs> yeah. other ones that have passed. All the off-season like ones. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Summer <else>. birthdays. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm with you completely. Shout out, David. Happy birthday. We know, um, obviously, you're from Virginia. At least one of us knows that. Uh, and we just want to shout out that the Luke wouldn't be the same if you hadn't come over to Oregon. From, <laughs> Remember when you, you guys were... say he was from? Detroit and Chicago or some I shit like, like Michigan, that? I think. <laughs> I don't think I said anything. Okay. I, yeah, I think I just disagreed. The Upper Peninsula. <laughs> Remember we'll call when it the Great Lakes area from Kyle. Anyway, I'll Never talk mind. about David's team. <laughs> and the reason why I think his team is better than mine, because if you think in the playoffs and the you have to four. play two weeks against a, a, when Nick Chubb is back and healthy against the best player in the league, Christian McCaffrey, and I'm putting him over Alvin, who's on my team, because C-Mac, when healthy, is incredible. Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. You have to play those three players in a two-week matchup, guys who are automatically getting 15 at a minimum touches a game, which is so many opportunities for touchdowns because they're running backs. It's just... It's, a freaking, it's unbelievable. It's just unreal no, how right. tough that team will be to beat over two weeks, is what I want to say, basically. Okay, and then let me mention something. The... The Antonio Brown get. He's starting him at wide receiver two right now. Yeah, we need to. I'm talk watching about him that. on the computer right now. He is fucking hyped. He I'm looks just swaggy. Just, too. just wait. And Antonio Brown's going to be Antonio Brown. And David's going to just be stomping over the Lug here. It looks well, like it, a three touchdown game out of AB tonight. Just watch it happen, dude. I mean, and what, what, <laughs> what makes us think otherwise, other than his horrible character and his horrible <laughs> off field antics? I think um, it would be those two things that make yeah. me think otherwise. But on the football field, on the football field, you, the dude, he's one of the best we've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. <laughs> like ever straight seen. up, and David has him that fucking cocksucker. That was harsh, <laughs> <laughs> on his birthday, nonetheless. It's safe to say business is definitely booming for David. It's booming for the league as well. Yeah. I'm excited to see how the Luke finishes up. It's yet another battle to the finish. Beer mile up for contention. Yarby well up for contention. Yarby. Yarby. Playoff <laughs> spots. <laughs> If you if anyone ever gets asked decided. what the Yarby means, just don't say anything. <laughs> Send it to me. I'll have a candor response for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> let's peace out for this week. Yeah. It's been a good time. For Agent Double Eleven, the big ticket, and Commish Con, Commish Corner wrapping up. We'll talk to you in week 10. Peace. 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 You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs>